0: I'm Joshua Bates, Center from Durango High School, class of 2023, and Oklahoma commit. And you're listening to Playmaker's Corner. Tune in.
1: Alright, so there you go there. That was our guy. I'm part of the PMC fam, Joshua Bates, the center out of Durango. He is a three-star guy. At the time we recorded this one, I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to say this because it's gonna be really obvious here. But it was literally three days. Three days before Lincoln Riley would leave Oklahoma for USC, we did talk to Josh about this very briefly. We'll keep that mostly private though, but uh, if you didn't know, Joshua Bates is still committed to the University of Oklahoma. Boomer Sooner. I'm only going to say that once here. But I just wanted to make sure to say that. So everything else that happened. You know just keep in mind. This was literally two or three days before Lincoln Riley left for UFC. But Joshua Bates is still committed to the University of Oklahoma. But without further ado. Uh, enjoy this interview with uh, Josh Bates. The three star center committed to the University of Oklahoma. What's good y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your co-host for today, Simon Volianos, a.k.a. Coach V, and I'm joined with my other co-host, Cody Stauffer, and on this episode, we have a special guest here, and you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and throw it to him. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, man, your name, where you're from, um, and what position you play.
0: Hey, this is Josh Bates from uh, Durango High School. Uh, I play center, and I'm committed to the University of Oklahoma, so, you know.
1: Hey, there you go. Uh, now, Josh, thank you so much for coming on to this podcast, man. we have been big fans of your game, obviously. And, you know, Cody here, he is as unbiased as they get sometimes but he is an OU fan so he supports them I was born in Dallas so I (laughs) so I'm I'm all over the place between UT, TCU, SMU my brother wants SMU so there you go there but regardless man uh it's an absolute pleasure to have you on to the show so thank you so much
0: yeah thank you I appreciate it super excited man
1: Yeah, for sure. And it'll be a good one. And so, you know what, let's kind of get this thing going here. And, you know, we have two questions here that we pretty much ask all of our guests. You know, Uh, we have a varying number of answers and whatnot. And we've had a bunch of different, I guess, uh, points of views that were given about these two questions here. But uh, we want to ask you these because we ask everyone these and uh, myself and Cody did answer these at one point a really long time ago. But um, so question number one, I just want to ask you, you know, what is your favorite like sports experience slash memory that you were actively participating in? And so this is like a memory that uh, you were like playing in a game or something like that. Or maybe it's practice, but it's like a sports memory that you were actively part of. And this could be any sport, not just football.
0: Yeah, I'm probably going to have to go um, last year. Last year we had a a very good um, state championship run, Um, obviously winning it in the end and um, something like that, you know, and experiencing something like that in high school, not a whole lot of people can do that. So um, definitely, you know, only a handful of people that uh, you'll talk to ever, you know, have won a state championship and uh, were named champions, you know, so that was definitely last year. um, My 100%, you know, best, High school sports memory you know it's pretty special and i'm still in really good contact with all the players all the seniors from that year and um yeah it's just it's a lot of fun you know like just being reminded of it and you know having that ring in the end it's definitely the best memory i've I've ever had in high school you know so
1: yeah, absolutely, man. And honestly, that Durango squad from last year was a special and I remember and Cody remembers following y'all's journey through the playoffs and whatnot. And we'll talk about that a little bit more here um, later on in this interview. But the next question we have is that, uh, you know, we're just going to go ahead and assume that you're some kind of sports fan in some capacity. And so uh, we just want to ask you, you know, what's your favorite like sport viewing slash like fan experience that you've had just purely purely as a fan and so uh, obviously you're not participating in this kind of memory um but you are like viewing it slash just being a fan this could be in person on tv whatever but what is your most memorable uh sport viewing slash fan experience
0: oh man i don't know i mean as a kid i always used to go to um see games and um watch colorado play and um, around that point, you know, I knew I wanted to play, you know, college football. You know, and just watching, watching those teams as a as a younger kid, you know, and I watched them when they were pretty good in the Pac-12. You know, like Seppo Lufau's team and um, all those guys. You know, watching that Colorado team and you know, being up to being able to be up in the box with my dad and um, who he played at Colorado in 2001, won the Big 12 t- title. You know, so uh, definitely those sports memories. You know, they're pretty special and. Um, never forget them, you know, and they're all, a lot of them are at the University of Colorado going to watch the Buffs play against, you know, some rivalry teams, you know, like watching them play against CSU. Um, obviously a couple of years back, we watched them play against Nebraska, which was an old rivalry brought back from the olden days and, um, watching those games. Yeah. Those are definitely my favorite, um, you know, just fan moments, you know, that's definitely set my path for what I wanted to do. So, yeah
1: absolutely man and um wow that name Sefa Lufau that's the name I haven't heard in a minute not even gonna lie to you I remember those days as well those are some good ones so yeah that kind of shook me
2: too (laughs) it (laughs) threw me back a little bit yeah. yeah oh
1: man, oh, yeah. that's wild. <laughs> that's really cool so all right well with that being said you know let's kind of talk about this last season here um at the time of recording this it is november 26th i figured we might as well time stamp this you know but uh y'all season unfortunately ended a bit ago you know now i want you to kind of just walk us through you know what are some ups and downs from this uh last season here from your perspective you know what are some real memories memorable moments slash um for good or bad reasons and slash you know what are just some I guess what was the overall vibe from this uh, last season here uh from your perspective obviously for Durango High School
0: um yeah I mean we, we came off of, like I said you know we came off a big year last year and um it was it was all in the mind you know we we need to make a deep run you know we need to defend it you know we need to do this need to do that we need to be like last year's team you know, and in um, a lot of the ways we were, you know, we were very passionate in like what we were going to do. And um, but a lot, lots of up and, ups and downs this year. I mean, we lost two seniors to ACL injuries. You know, we had our in the um, summer this year, our starting corner who played in the state game last year. He came out with a chase. he came out with the ACL tear, you know, had to get surgery, couldn't have him all year um later down the road we first got into our first league game against uh i can't remember who it was but sierra or someone like that we got into our first league game and um harrison is who it was we got in our first league game and nate messier running back tears his acl starting running back he tears his acl who's a senior so uh, early on in the year we had had to deal with injury you know and uh bringing up kids the younger kids and kids who haven't you know started at that level yet you know being able to play um uh, this year we obviously had zach haber you know who went on a monster season you know i believe he's probably one of the best running backs in colorado you know he's explosive and it's awesome having a constant like him uh offensive line also had to deal with some injuries late in the year um late in the year going into the playoffs last game of the season our starting right tackle towards mcl lots of knee injuries and oh man we just couldn't catch a break you know, and then getting into Evergreen, lost another right tackle, another tackle to COVID. Our backups, so we were playing with our third string right tackle against Meade, and it was a whole bunch of stuff. But um, overall, that you know, we we had a great year. You know, we overall the um, stupid injuries and bad knee, you know, bad knees and stuff. We we definitely got after it, you know, and. We also had a new head coach come in. You know, Todd Casebeer. Um He came back. He came from Rifle. You know, mid-year we didn't know about. So, uh, with all the you know things we've been going through, you know, we had a we had a great year. You know, nine win nine win season. Won our league for the second time in 50 years. We've gone back to back league champs uh, from last year and this year. So that's pretty pretty positive. You know, winning two league titles back to back. That's the two league titles Durango's had in 50 years. And so uh, pretty impressive right there. And um, man, we had a great year, you know, running the ball. And we had a sophomore quarterback this year, Tyler Harms, played really well. You know, had to, um, he's, he's been learning the game a little bit and he's got a long ways to go in high school. It'll be interesting to see what he can do. And, uh, but, you know, Durango, I mean, it's down south part of Colorado, you know, no one really knows where it is. And um, I think last year it put us on the map, you know, so I think now, Uh, The future of Durango High School football, you know, even when I'm gone and next year, you know, we're going to we're going to be known, you know, Durango's a very, very tough team. You know, anyone who comes down here, you know, it's hard to win in Durango, you know, and whenever we come, whenever we go anywhere else, you know, you you know that we're going to put on the best show. We're going to we're going to punch you in the mouth. You know, that's the that's the first thing, you know, we always say is, you know, any team we play, you know, we want them to remember. Um, during high school football and, you know, what we're about. So um, overall, man, this year has been awesome. It was a blessing playing with all these players. And, um, I'm a junior still, you know, so I still got a year to um, get that league title back and get what we need to do. So, um, you know, the only team we lost to that I think was, you know, really good and better us, you know, Meade, unfortunately, ended our season. But I always said I wanted to I wanted to lose to a team that was, you know, outright better than us. You know, and and that day they were, you know, and lost by a point. You know, and it, it's a heartbreaker last week, but um, it's overall, you know, awesome season. Very, very pleased with it.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, man. And uh, oh, I'd have to agree with what you said about y'all. Definitely, you know, kind of putting y'all uh, yourselves on the map last year like like I said earlier on in this interview man uh we were following that whole journey and and it was just a heck of a it was just a heck of a story honestly just seeing Wolverton and you know so much talent on this Durango squad just finding a way to get it done and uh, that's unfortunate honestly how this last season ended now I'm just gonna be real with you here we didn't know about all those injuries um here on the podcast until like probably probably until you just send them right now because uh, those are pretty wow. significant you know it's hard no to doubt. keep it going without you know without your starting lineup right and mead obviously i mean they play a brutal style of football i would say having seen them and knowing some coaches on that squad and you know you gotta have all your guys for that one and so no there doubt, you go man. there um, like I said, we're recording this November 26th, so they'll be playing tomorrow uh Roosevelt actually, who y'all played in state last year, but they'll be playing Roosevelt tomorrow for a chance at state. So obviously you know we wish them good luck. but you know, speaking of state, you know, I was gonna ask you, you know what were some differences between this last season um, and your championship year? But I mean, you went ahead and said some of those things. so you know, we'll let that be for now, but you know, you were a sophomore when you won state. You know, we knew that because you're a junior right now and you will be a senior next year with another chance and uh, another chance at making a run at state one more time. And so, you know, I kind of just want to ask about, you know, your opinion here. But what are some things that you're looking to improve on as a player and as a leader going into your senior year here for Durango? Uh,
0: yeah, definitely. You know, I think um, I definitely got a lot of work, a lot to work on. You know, I think. Um, comparing myself to people across the country, you know, there's a lot for me to work on as an individual player, but um, going into this next season, you know, I definitely uh, I want to be on, you know, a bigger side, you know, I want to be close to 290 and just, you know, physical stats want to be obviously, you know, stronger, bigger, faster, but um, a lot of the things I want to work on is, you know, from a leadership standpoint, um, you know, I was a captain this year, you know, as a junior and uh, it was super fun, you know, I was able to, you know, lead a team and um, you know just making sure I'm I'm always that constant guy you know you can always rely on me to uh, I want people to you know always be able to rely on me you know with whatever circumstance we're in you know if we're, if we're up by 40 points you know I want I want the team to know like hey Josh is going to do what he needs to do you know and um, even when we're down you know seven points at halftime or we're going in to score to win the game you know I want I want guys to know, you know, like, that's Josh. You know, he's going to do his thing. He's going to do the best ability. And, you know, he's going to um, help his team win. You know, and so that's one thing I want to work on, you know, and um, maintaining my cool a lot. You know, down here in, you know, Durango, there's a lot of – it's a small town, smaller area. <clears throat> Lots of the refs know who I am and, you know, who, know how I play. You know, it's nasty. It's tough. Tough nose football. You know, a lot of the times I get called for – Stuff that's you know stupid and everyone knows it is you know but um, a lot of the times so, you know I'd lose my cool this year and you know get a little hyped up and keep getting some a little bit of personal fouls you know just finishing after the play and I'd like to work on that as a kid and as a as a leader and as a um, you know football player on the field you know definitely and just maintaining keeping the uh, unnecessary roughness whatever finishing after the play fouls that day that'd be the one thing i'd work on for sure (laughs) so
1: yeah (laughs) all right i got you man well first off it takes somebody you know mature enough to be self-aware about all that so you know that's definitely important to keep in mind and also you know maybe not the worst problem to have as well you know (laughs) definitely not the worst one but i respect it though i respect it so all right then well there you go um Okay. So, uh speaking of next year, you know, kind of want to shift the focus here. You know, what are some teammates that we should look out for for next year? Obviously, we know all about uh, your boy Zach and all of them, but y'all are graduating some seniors um which is going to provide some opportunities for some of the younger guys to come up here, but you know, what are some uh, young guys here that we should know the name of or look out for uh, for us to know and for, you know, people who are listening to this podcast? To know moving forward going into uh, your senior year next year?
0: Yeah, we obviously um, lost some pretty good uh, starters, man. We lost Will Knight, you know, great player. Um, you know, Walt Stoffer, lost him, man, big old cat. And um, Offensive lines are going to have to do, we're going to have to do some rebuilding, find some kids. Uh, we'll get one of our O linemen back from last year towards MCL, right tackle Dre Garcia. Um, he'll be pretty good up front for us. We got to. Got to rebuild the O line. Find some, you know, find some kids that you know can be that tough nose football we play down here. And then also, you know, obviously Zach, uh, he'll be one of the best backs in the state next year. And uh, I think there's a wide receiver, Tiger Barton. Uh, he's in my grade. He's a 23, uh, very very good athlete. Man, he can he can do anything under the sun. You know, when it comes to uh, any any sort of route running, you know, great explosive with the ball. You know, he's one cut. To, you know. Banging his head on the goalpost you know so uh taggart barnes definitely got to watch out for tyler harm's our quarterback this year as a sophomore you know learned a lot this season i think and um through 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 for i think a thousand some yards this year after our playoff games um so you know he's he came off actually not a bad uh sophomore campaign you know so making first team all conference this year and um, he can, you can, he can do it all. You know, he's a big, bigger guy. He's six to, you know, 200 pounds. So, uh, he's definitely a run threat, you know, but he's also got a cannon. You know, he can put the, put the ball right in the bread basket, you know, wherever it is around the field. Um, so he definitely showed that in his film this year and, uh, we got a lot of excitement. We got another back, Jerick Baruch. Uh, he made, I believe he also made a first team all conference this year. Um, so he was our backup to Nate Messier who hurt himself this year. so uh, he was able to step in and uh, he'll step in next year too. So we'll have two solid backs, you know, we'll have a solid quarterback, you know, we'll have jJ. as another uh, factor at wide receiver next year. we'll have Taggart Barton. so we'll have a we'll have an older team, you know, in the skills position. We'll have a junior at quarterback, two senior running backs, uh, two senior receivers. um so we'll be, and the skills positions will be pretty, pretty uh, older and um, in depth, and we'll have some experience in the skill positions, which is definitely helpful for any team um, during in the offensive line. We got to do some rebuilding. You know, we've lost a lot of kids. We'll have uh, Caleb Jackson. He's a sophomore this year. he will be a junior next year. He'll play a little bit um, Jacob Newber tackle. So it's definitely a lot of kids that have a lot of talent in Durango. You know, it's all. Uh, the big thing is how can we build rebuild it up front you know obviously I'll be in the center I'll you know I'll be leading it but uh, definitely got to get some kids you know around um, to to help us win you know I think skill positions will be will be a tough 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 team next year and um, as I say you know I'm I'm always going to say that end goal is to remake what we did last year you know and uh, that's definitely the end goal and I think some of these athletes man we can we can do it for sure so
1: all right, okay okay say less well you know that'll be exciting you already know we'll be following y'all you know um Durango hey that's a great program down south you know and for Colorado football to be where it's at you know you gotta have strong programs all over the state and for now you know y'all are dominating that southern part of Colorado which is huge and so a lot of honestly just a lot of credit to y'all and y'all's coaching stuff out there getting all y'all developed. So there you go. But we'll definitely keep a, yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye out for those uh, uh, kiddos moving into next year, as long as, you know, yourself, but you know, kind of wrapping up this part of the interview, you know, what was your favorite memory from this last season, your junior season here, if you had to pick one?
0: Uh, I don't, uh, probably playoff season. You know, and obviously winning league, um, that was pretty cool. Um, but definitely winning league and going into the playoff, you know, that week, that week span, two week span, um, <clears throat> you know, that was just probably, you know, one of the coolest feelings you can have as a high school football player. You know, going into the playoffs, you know, a higher seed and uh, coming out first round of the playoffs and absolutely just demolishing who you're playing. You know, it can really boost your, really boost your uh, confidence and um, your morale as a team going into that second second week of the playoffs, you know, walking into the quarterfinals that was awesome to play as a team. And I think towards the end, you know, uh, we really started coming together, you know, as a team and senior class really started helping lead helping to lead and you know the captains were all we're all doing our thing and Durango and um, that was probably just towards the end after the league championship and going into the playoffs, you know we all came together and Uh, we're a family you know and a team and a brotherhood and we all played um, the way we needed to play you know and uh, obviously got to the quarterfinals got beat but you know I mean we still you know had heart all year Um, everybody on our team had heart and um, everything that happened last year is a great memory you know but obviously winning the second league title in 50 years for Durango football that's pretty cool so that'd be my favorite.
1: You know, I just wanted to say congratulations on that second league title. Uh, Congratulations on State from last year. Uh, We told, you know, Wolverton the same thing when we interviewed him last year and whatnot. But just wanted to make sure we said that, man. Uh, Y'all are a great team and, you know, we're looking forward to a lot more. But you know what? I'm going to actually pass it off to Cody here and we're going to talk about some bigger picture stuff. Some things, uh, you know, past high school football and uh, whatnot. So, uh, Cody, go ahead.
2: Thank you, Simon. And, uh, I just want to say on air, thank you, Josh, for coming on to the show. I'm really excited for Durango football next year. Also want to say congratulations for as far as you've made it. I think that you you show a, a lot of maturity and wisdom, you know, being able to accept the things that you can control, but also accepting the things you couldn't control from this past season. And, you know, that takes a lot, honestly, and, uh, just wanted to give you some props there and, uh, Props, obviously, on just the team's performance this past season as well.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. uh,
2: You know, looking through your recruiting story a little bit, you know, you've had some serious looks from a lot of really big schools. You know, I mean, some of your offers, at least on rivals, included obviously CU, CSU, Michigan State, Oregon, USC. Uh, Some articles mentioned that you might have had some visits to Miami as well as Oklahoma State. And I just wanna ask you kinda, you know, for myself as well as the listeners, what's it like being such a highly coveted prospect? And what was that recruiting journey kind of like? I mean, that's a lot of interest all at once. So, you know, what were some things or priorities that you had kind of heading into the recruiting process and how did that impact uh, the way each school kind of impacted your decision and whatnot?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a a lot of stuff that plays into, you know, getting recruited and doing all that you know I uh first after my freshman year um I enrolled with Matt McChesney in 6 old, you know because my dad played with him uh in college at CU and uh, really good friends there and um I obviously enrolled with Matt and that man he changed changed everything you know of the way you know mentally I play and you know the way you play offensive line and uh you know, and playing nasty, playing through the ball, you know, not only that, not only being physically dominant, but um, being mentally smart, you know, with the game. And also, you know, reading your uh, under and over front, you know, whatever type of front you're looking at, you know, being able to see coverages, um, anything you can do um, to have that edge on your opponent, you know, do it. And so Matt really taught me that, and that's what really kicked off my sophomore year, you know, just being that dominant as a sophomore, you know, made All-State as a sophomore. Not a whole lot of people can say that, you know, so I was, I was able to do that and um, be dominant as a freshman and, or as a sophomore, you know, and that was really cool. That really kicked off and my film, was able to put my film out, Matt McChesney was able to put my film out and went into the winter, um, started doing combines, went to the U.S. National Team Combine. Uh, after that, I got put on the map of 24-7 and rivals. They ranked me as a three-star. Um, one of the best centers in in the nation and um, kept going down the list and uh, got into the summer and towards the beginning of the summer, I got a call from, I called back then I couldn't, they couldn't call me, but I called uh, Mitch Rodriguez at CU, told me to give him a call. So called him, talked to Carl Durrell and it was somewhere around end of, I I don't remember, but got my first offer from Colorado, you know, and that was where my dad played. super exciting and then from there it just exploded <laughs> you know after you get one of those big pac 12 to offer you you know had colorado 15 minutes later csu called me um the next day after that i got a call from oregon and so you know you get offered once and um everyone starts looking at your film and what you're able to do and everyone's like yeah man, those kids you know they can he can you can get it done. So, got a call from Oregon that was awesome. You know, uh, Oregon's definitely you know one of the most dominant uh, teams in the country right now. And um, was able to talk to them and call them, and ended up going on a visit after that. Then got into the summer, you know, and obviously the summer exploded. <laughs> I got uh, got up to Michigan State. Coach Cap, of Michigan State the O line coach, he invited me to camp and a visit up there. So went, and did the camp up there. Did really well. They offered me after the camp um was able to go on an uh, unofficial visit there it was awesome man love michigan state you know after michigan state started getting into contact with a couple schools like michigan and you know those other big big 10 schools and um, ohio state a little bit and so i was able to pick up the big 10 a little bit you know got those pac-12 offers you know and so recruiting is all just you know it's like that domino domino effect you know you get one school to and one conference to you know buy into you and a lot of others to do you know so obviously big 10 was pretty cool being able to see michigan state this year play was awesome you know um then we got down deeper into the summer you know and this is when i'm like really starting to figure out how recruiting goes not only how cool it can be but how stressful it can be you know a lot of stress goes on it and i'm still a sophomore at that point you know and still going into my junior year you know i'm still still a young buck you know going through all this recruiting and at that time i started getting around my fifth offer and i was you know texts and stuff and at that time i was wanting to make my decision early you know and uh, getting later into the summer uh oklahoma state obviously uh went on a visit there um went to camp at oklahoma and that was where you know everything kind of changed for me um went to camp at oklahoma first of the day before i visited oklahoma state did my whole thing there went on unofficial there talked to coach Dickey a lot he's really cool program great program historically I was very impressed with that and then I went to OU and um went to camp at OU and you know everything changed like it does for a lot of people and um going there I, I did a camp there and uh did really well I have, I have videos from that camp and I went undefeated in one-on-one pass rush and uh had a very good 5-10-5 split 40 time and was able to you know be one of I was named one of the best offensive linemen. There's two offensive linemen that were offered out of that camp out of the probably 250. So huge offense and defensive line went undefeated pass rush drafts. I went seven and zero. Uh, and after that, <laughs> I was shaking all the coaches' hands. You know, because I'm like, damn man, I might never get the opportunity to be at an awesome school like this. Historically, one of the best programs in the country. Um, shaking all these coaches' hands and came to the O line coach, Coach Beatonbow. Um, shook his hand and everything and he goes Joshua just wait a second and I was like oh crap okay so at that point I'm thinking like oh man you know maybe I just get his phone number and everything he'll maybe you know he followed me on Twitter as as a freshman you know it was awesome so cool and so at that point I was like damn this is awesome so finally got to meet him in person was able to meet him talk to him and then yeah it's all just, just wait a second I was like okay and so Sat there and waited like by the side of the field a little bit, and <clears throat> he shook he sh- he shook about everybody's hand. And I was at that camp, you know, crazy. And then kid started shaking his hands. Everyone's starting to leave, and um, it was me and this other kid. And uh, he's like, "We're gonna go talk to Coach Riley." And at that point, I'm like, "Oh my gosh! Like, there's no way. This yeah, is happening. Like, this is so <laughs> sick. Like, I'm gonna meet historically like one of the best." you know, college football coaches ever possibly, you know, he's like going on his like six back to back big 12 title, you know, like you're like thinking like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So then we go up into this giant, you know, (laughs) football facility and it's amazing and walked up there, started talking to everybody, getting to know everyone, made it to coach Riley's office, you know, and his office is huge. He's got three Heisman trophies in that damn office. And it's just so cool. Shook his hand, talked to coach Riley and, um, he asked me, he's asked me, like, who offered you, and I named him off the schools, and he said, you can add us to the list, at that point, I was like, damn, man, (laughs) it's like, in culture shock, obviously, I'm like, sitting there in the office, trying to compose myself, and hold myself together, and uh, (laughs) eventually, like, as a small-town kid from, you know, Durango, Colorado, like, this doesn't happen, you know, at all, rarely to have one of those bigger schools, I mean, uh, it's just crazy, and talking to Coach Riley was amazing, and Um, my family was able to meet them and at that point you know we left OU and like fell in love with the place you know definitely bought into Norman a little bit in Oklahoma City was able to look at different parts of Oklahoma and check it out and um, at that point you know Oklahoma's at the top of my list you know and after after talking to Oklahoma eventually I had USC Um, after that um, Kansas a little bit later and um, committing to Oklahoma was, you know, probably one of the best decisions I made, you know, and uh, being able to went back for a visit probably a month after I went to camp, went back for a visit. Um, then I was really able to look at everything, you know, not only the football program that they um, give the kids and people around, but uh, their academics and, you know, everything that plays into going to that school. And uh, probably a couple, couple months after my visit there, I knew I wa- where I wanted to go. You know, no question. I was like thinking about other, you know, programs in the country that could beat it out and nobody could, you know, I'm, you know, hundred percent, you know, OU DNA and, you know, till I die for sure. So, um, yeah, it was pretty exciting, man. Recruiting is, recruiting is amazing. You know, you get it, you get a, you get a, definitely like one of the best highs from it, you'll, you know, like ever, but, um, it's also very stressful, you know, a lot of pressure on you there's a lot of pressure coming into me on this season and uh, i think i delivered so yeah it's definitely really cool so
2: yeah i i just love hearing the excitement in your voice as you uh retell the story you know that's awesome and i could feel the emotion even through even through the computer screen and the headphones you know that's uh that's it's magical really what you described and just that feeling and everything and i just couldn't help but smile and uh Boomer Sooner, of course, over here from uh, yeah, Cody Stomper yeah, sure. at Playmakers Corner, you know. And, uh, you know, that you, along with, you know, several other playmakers across the country have made OU the top right now ranked uh, recruiting class in the class of 23. You know, you have other guys like Malachi Nelson, five-star guy who committed there. Uh, Makai Lemon, Luke Has, he's a four-star guy. Treyon Webb as well as Colorado's very own Gavin Sachuk, who's committed there. What's it like, you know, not only going to such a historic university that hasn't even had a losing season since before you were born. And, you know, like you said, all these big 12 titles, obviously playing for the program is insane in and of itself. But what's it like being a part of such a massive recruiting class in this moment of time? And, you know, the. The idea of getting to play with these athletes, as well as maybe even another Colorado kid uh, down the line.
0: Yeah, definitely, really crazy. Um, with with our class, and you know, I know Gavin Sachuk, You know. I, valor i knew he committed to oklahoma and you know i knew there was something there and i just saw him break christian McCaffrey's rushing record of valor you know absolutely insane you know props to him and everything and
1: um
0: probably see him at ou one day you know and so that'd be pretty cool you know to meet him and talk to him but um i think with the 23 class right now uh, malachi nelson you know is one of he's the second best player in the country You know, when you get a big, big time kid like that to commit to your school, you know, publicity obviously goes there. And then you like have all of his teammates and on who are also five stars, you know, they're coming to Oklahoma, you know, and so all those kids are going, and you got, you know, uh, Treyon Webb's going there, Luke has, he's going there. And so um, everyone, you know, starts catching on like, this is gonna be a pretty cool recruiting class, you know? And I think um, it's pretty special and all these kids, you know, very good high school athletes and when you're able to get to the you know next level it's going to be pretty cool to what we can all do with each other you know and all of us working together to you know hopefully make another national championship run you know and so that's that's the big thing you know if you want to if you want to win games and you want to be a winner you know you know how to win and how to contribute you know you go to the university of oklahoma right so you know i love winning you know I I love to win. It's like one of my favorite things. That's everyone's favorite thing. You want to win, you know, and the best place to do that at Oklahoma, you know, and a lot of kids, once you go there and you start figuring it out, you're like, these dudes win, you know, like I was talking to um, uh, Kale Gundy, um, who's the he's the quarterbacks coach, one of the quarterbacks coach coaches at Oklahoma, and he, he played for Oklahoma back in the 70s, you know, and so he has a very good historic, um, you know, view of what Oklahoma is about. You know, and at one point in my visit, he was able to tell me everything about, you know, what they do at Oklahoma and um, everything, all the championships they won. Not only that, but the brotherhood that you stick with after. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these recruits, you know, they're going to be end up committing to Oklahoma because, you know, it's just historically one of the best. And not only that, but, you know, everyone feels at home there. You know, any recruit that's going to go there is going to be very, very impressed, and like I was, like Malachi was, and so we've all stayed in contact a little bit on a group chat. You know, we have the <laughs> 2023. Uh, they call it like the like the Chosen with the the C H O with the two and three and the N. So it's kind of cool, but it's like the Chosen 23 class. <laughs> and so yeah, it's ranked right now number one recruiting class in the country, and uh, we're going to keep adding on here. We got a couple of O-line commits that'll hopefully uh, bump us up a little more. And uh, we gotta get that defense apart together for sure though,
2: right now. So
0: yeah, super excited, super excited.
2: Yeah, very exciting and uh, super excited for you. And obviously, uh, you know, super excited as a promoter of Colorado football, but also excited on the fan side, you know, uh, as a Sooner fan. But I gotta ask, you know, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, obviously, Uh, Your dad played college ball really dang good, was on an NFL roster for for a moment in time. And, you know, with uh, how does having like football in your family and even in your blood impact kind of your recruiting process and your goals? You know, because when you when you have a dad who succeeded at a high level, a division one level of football, Got all conference honors, also made an NFL roster, and then you're heading to a university like Oklahoma, who has sent you know linemen to the draft. Your uh, your Lane Johnson's obviously back in the early part of the decade. Your Orlando Browns more recently, Bobby Evans and stuff like that. How does you know this legacy of the school and the legacy of your family kind of impact where you're aiming for as an individual player and how you go about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, with my dad, you know, it's really cool as a kid, you know, to watch everything. And uh, I still, you know, watch old tapes of him playing against teams like Oklahoma, teams like Texas. You know, I watch like probably every year I watch the uh, CU Texas Big 12 National Championship, you know, in 2001 when CU did beat Texas, you know, horns down, you know, hell yeah. So, you know, we're, we're definitely... As a family, you know, we're pretty bought into the whole football thing, you know, and everything, you know, watching my dad, you know, telling me stories about his recruitment. It's a changed lot to now, you know, but um, watching him and watching him play on TV, you know, watching your dad play on TV. And then we go to a school like CU and all the connections he has, you know, he has, you know, the head line coach at the Raiders right now. Um, He coached my dad and like he coached my dad in college at CU his sophomore year you know so we have like he comes down has dinner we go fishing every once in a while like with the line coach for the Raiders you know and so like so many connections through college football you know I love playing and the game is what I love and it's what I do you know I devoted my life to it you know and but not only that you know that's not the only cool part the other cool part is all the connections you You know, you know, you know, everybody and, you know, when you're a player and, you know, you can, you can play and there's so many connections and it's beyond what you can think, you know, so that's definitely one of the coolest parts um, of being with my dad. And he has a bunch of um, CU connections. There's still coaches at CU right now and faculty members at CU now that were there and my dad was there, you know, so when I went on my visit at CU and my camp at CU, I was able to meet a whole bunch of people that poured into my dad's life you know and were able to be role models for my dad and that was super cool you know and um definitely but the, the funny part is is you know going to a school like oklahoma you know i mean my dad played against oklahoma my dad's one in three against oklahoma <laughs> you know he's got a losing record against them and uh, bob stoops and that whole program was it was rolling you know and so it's really it's bittersweet for my dad you know obviously like he was pushing cu you know but um, you know, if, if anyone, you know, knows how I play and know what I want, you know, it's Oklahoma is definitely the spot for me. You know, my dad knew that completely respected it. Mom knew that complete respected it. My whole family did. And everyone, you know, bleeds black and gold here in my house, you know, but I'm getting ready to bleed the crimson and cream. So, you know, it's super cool. And the connection between both the schools and how my dad used to play against Oklahoma, you know, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, maybe one day I can beat CU. You know that'd be pretty cool, so
2: <laughs> something like that. So, yeah. yeah, no, that's that's awesome, and uh, no, I'm I'm really glad that you know I I figured your your dad would be endorsing CU and all. I mean that's what alumni are supposed to do, but it's really awesome to hear that you know he he's supportive of of your decision, and you know he'll he'll have to root for OU every now and again uh, mm-hmm. when you're out there getting pancakes, right? So
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs>
2: uh that's awesome and um you know you you talked about connections a little bit and I'm gonna jump a little bit off script here because you brought up uh McChesney earlier and that reminded me of some interviews we had last year did you ever get to work out with like Wilson Clark and Anthony Tokini I know that they're a couple years older than you but uh, yeah no absolutely
0: yeah I know both of them really well Wilson Clark I'm still in contact with him today a little bit um so I started going to yeah, six zero as a freshman, you know, right after my freshman year, and immediately went to six zero, and that was kind of when COVID was going around, so it was kind of hard to get in the gym. And um, but my first couple trips up there, I was able to talk to Wilson Clark. He was also a center, you know, and so watching kids like him, you know, he completely told me he's like, if you want to play college football, man, this is the place to go, you know. And I was completely a hundred percent bought in from then. Um, Wilson Clark, I think he was he was going to Idaho, and then. He went to UNC, so that was cool. Anthony Tocciini. That my last trip, I was back there. Um, I was up in Denver. He was there too, so I was, I, mean, I was always able to train with them. And I was looking back at your offensive line guys from uh, a couple years ago. Uh, Braylon Nelson, you know <laughs> that man. You know, I was able to even stand next to that dude, and he's huge, big six zero guy. Played at six zero, uh, trained at six zero. I think it's like a Vista Peak kid, but um, he was like one of your rated offense linemen, and I watched that, and yeah, no, I was able I was able to train with all those guys, you know, and seeing it work with them, and if you just buy into what Matt does, you know, it's obviously going to pay off, and they t- all told me that, you know, working with like Connor Jones, current days, and um, Braden Miller, and all those guys, you know, being able to talk to them, and um, just everything
2: Matt does, you know, it's going to help an offense lineman get to the next level, so, yeah. Cool, uh, yeah, and, and uh, I'm glad you, you brought up that list because we got to interview uh, a couple of those guys and they talked about some of the same things and I figured that was a decent time to bring it around, talking about connections and whatnot. And, you know, they, they were able to offer you some advice as, as upperclassmen, right, and you being an ascending football player. And I guess, you know, now you're in a pretty good spot, you're in a pretty experienced spot, you know, having played three years of high school football, being committed to a D one at the next level, going through a recruiting process, and get going through a ton of hard work to achieve a lot in the high school realm. I guess what is what is some advice you would give to high school athletes making their way through high school who aspire to make it to that next level, to to that level where you're on a crash course for
0: basically. Yeah, oh man, there's a lot, but I, I could say you know a lot right now that's helped me. But definitely, you know, find someone who who is going through it or who's been through it, you know, and definitely take what they did right and what they did wrong, you know, and take it in consideration. I was able to, you know, talk to my dad about recruiting and um, he said like one of the things he picked up, you know, was like, he had probably 20 offers coming out of high school. You know, they didn't have stars back then, but he probably would have been a three to four star type kid, you know? So, Uh, He talked to me. He said, I only wanted to play at CU. You know, I didn't want to play anywhere else. And he said, one thing I want you to do and one thing I didn't do, you know, is like look at different schools, you know, take visits to as many schools as you can. And then if you know this is the school, you know, totally pull the trigger on it. You know, he told me that and he's like, I only wanted to go to see you right as they offered me, I committed, you know? And so he told me that and he's like, just make sure you take time and look at other schools. And I looked at probably six other schools before I made my decision on OU, you know? And I was like, these are some of the best schools in the country. You know, I was like, this is one of the best, you know, but from a kid who's, you know, going through it, you know, find a role model, you know, find someone who has been through it, you know, and, and kind of mimic what they do, you know? And if you can mimic what they do and, You know take everything that um, they do really well and put it to your attributes that you provide you know it's gonna it's gonna build a long long list you know that coaches will love and um, definitely use social media (laughs) you know it's it's at our fingertips That's the biggest thing right now is being able to just be on social media and put yourself out there that's the main thing right now you know Twitter huge platform instagram all these platforms you got you know you got the world at your fingertips you know it's all how you how you can do it and um, how you can put yourself out there you know it's the main point so yeah i definitely say you know two things find find a role model for number one you know find someone you can look up to that's been through it and uh, mimic what they do you know take 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 notes you know like study them and you're going to be able to be like them and take their attributes and put them into your game you know i've done that with creed humphrey you know i've done that with ryan jensen for the bucks i've done that with a whole bunch of guys quitting nelson with the colts you know take some of what they do best and try to put it into my game you know helps with me you know put taking my finish ba- making my finish better you know using my hands keeping my hands in a, in a spot where they need to be, you know, using my offhand as I snap, you know, just certain stuff like that. Number one, number two, obviously use social media, you know, take advantage of that. Cause you know, you can tag a coach and put him on your highlight video and he's going to see it, you know, he may not look at it, but he'll see it pops up on his phone, you know? So that's definitely the, you know, the two things I tell a younger kid who, you know, who has the same aspirations as I do, you know, to be a really good football player and be able to play at the division one level and, those two things are the most important. That's helped me. So, you know,
2: absolutely. You know, those are those are great points, and we cannot stress enough how, you know, it, it, in some ways it's unfortunate, but social media really is super important during during recruiting. And you know, even here at Playmakers Corner, when we do our our lists, you know, our top five lists, uh, it, being able to find your social media and your height and your weight and, you know, having access to some measurements and more stats or all conference honors can be on there. It helps us out too, you know, promote players just in general, as as well as, you know, help, you know, you have a picture of you playing football on there, well then it's on our episode cover. And then that's one more piece of media that's out there for scouts and coaches to look at for that next level. And just makes promoting you a whole lot easier. So I will emphasize that players, players please use social media it literally <laughs> makes everyone's life easier including yourself uh it does, i know not you know. everyone's a fan of it but you gotta fight the bullet sometimes yeah no doubt for sure uh, and so we're kind of getting closer to the end of the interview here and so we're gonna start talking about some really big picture things some legacy things here and so to kind of transition into that we here, Simon and I, we started this podcast because we thought there's a ton of talent here in Colorado, and it goes unnoticed because Colorado isn't considered, you know, a football state. And we want to ask, you know, dominant players such as yourself, you know, you've won a state title, you have all-state honors, you're a Division One recruit, about what are some things that you think needs to be done or can be done to get Colorado to that level of being a football state.
0: Right. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing why, you know, I love this podcast, you know, a lot of the stuff that I, I listen to it, you know, all the guys you interview, I'll listen to it and see what their opinions are. Cause you know, I've been going through the same thing and it's always been like that. Everyone has slept on Colorado as a football state. You know, it's not a surprise. Like everyone thinks, you know, Colorado, they can't produce big time football players, you know, and, um i think your your podcast has came out you know at the right time when it needs to you know because i think everyone in colorado is you know we're all starting to pick up like like man we can produce some great football players and a lot of other states you know they're starting to look at it and uh you know guys at 24 7 rivals news around the world they're like there's some kids from colorado that are legit you know and i think a lot of it's you know like kids obviously like the McCaffrey brothers, you know, all of them, you know, going big, Christian going big, you know, being possibly one of the best running backs, you know, in the league right now, you know, Gavin Sawchuk, a whole bunch of, you know, big name guys, you know, Matt McChesney played in the league. There's more who've come, come from Colorado that, you know, have played in the NFL and gone big, you know, and everyone's starting to understand that. And I think where we go from being, you know, normal, colorado football which isn't you know big everyone thinks yeah colorado we can't we're not very good football state but the way i think we get there you know i think we need to be like just more it's all like how you leadership you know in a different um in a specific um football program you know a leadership like as a leader you have to have that mind of like having that tough nose football you know and being like listen like football isn't easy you know if football is easy everyone would be doing it right and so that's the one thing i think everyone in colorado has to pick up on is like obviously we don't have the numbers right there's a lot of other states that are you know 7a 6a but you know those certain types of football programs we have to you know make it evident that football isn't hard football isn't easy you know it's one of the hardest sports. It's one of the hardest things you'll do, you know, but you just got to embrace it. You know, there's a, there's a Marine saying that, you know, I kind of live by, you know, it's embrace the suck, you know, everything that sucks, you know, you just got to embrace it because that's what football's about. You know, football, you know, it's not meant to be friends with everybody, you know, it's not meant to be nice, you know, it's not really meant to you know, show off like what you can do athletically, you know, it's meant to hit people in the face, you know, and that's like how football has always been. That's how hopefully it will always be. You know, I, I think as Colorado and I think we're doing it right now is ever a lot of kids in Colorado. Um, we're showing that, you know, we can play with some of the best, you know, and we're having that tough nose you know embrace the suck type football you know that like texas you know they have you know all those kids in texas they know how hard football is you know because all their programs man you you think playing football at that program's easy you know at allen texas you know hell no it's not you know so i think yeah i mean if we can just bring back that you know that tough nose football in all of our programs you know we will be probably one of really good really good football state you know and i think a lot of programs are doing that you know you yeah, got big old programs like, you know, Creek, Cherry Creek, and, you know, Valor. You know, they got those kids and they have those coaches and that coaching staff and, you know, people that honestly just care about football, you know, and having that, that uh, rule of football, you know, that's just that that tough nose, hard sport. You know, if we can do that, we'll have a lot of kids, you know, coming out and we have, and we're going to continue to grow. So, you yeah.
2: know. Hey, leadership. Uh, we've definitely talked about that and the impact that it has. and. You know, I think you've got a a good point about that as, as well as, you know, a lot of kids, we talked about it on, you know, one of our episodes, they join football to walk around the school and say that they're a football player, you know? So what you're saying, as far as, you know, football isn't easy, like make it, you you know, everyone needs to know what they're in for and take it a little bit more seriously. We agree with that too here. So absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I mean, obviously, you're still a player. You're still a student in high school, right? So you haven't really had, you know, as much of a chance as like an athletic director or a coach to impact that. But I guess what is something that you think you have done for your community, whether it's on or off the football field to, you know, just make Durango a better place, whether that's, you know, helping underclassmen on the field or whether that's doing stuff in the community kind of You know, because football goes beyond the field. It starts with the reputation kind of off the field, because otherwise people won't take you seriously on the field. What are some things that you personally have done to kind of create that goodwill and stuff and, you know, a good reputation as, you know, a good guy off the field and then you can flip a switch and be nasty on the field?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's definitely, yeah, it's all that switch. You know, (laughs) there's a difference between there's a different Josh, you know, that's on the field, you know, rather than off, you know, you got to be able to flip that switch. But one of the things, you know, in the community, I'm very, I love pouring into the, you know, younger kids, you know, we have this program in Durango, it's called Yaffle. It's like the youth administration, you know, football league, something like that, but it's called Yaffle. And a lot of those kids, you know, I'll I'll still show up to their games. You know, I'm still very in contact with my middle school coach, you know, and still going to those games, still, you know, telling all those players like, play come play football in durango you know because like we've built something great at the high school i feel like you know and i think if all these kids you know we keep showing up we keep doing our thing in durango i think we'll be kind of one of the historically one of the best like colorado football programs hopefully like 10 years 20 years down the road you know but a lot of it you know one thing i've done is like started going back to you know where i've come from and where i started you know and going back and just pouring into those kids lives you know and like telling them like helping them with anything you can you know anything on the field but you know more importantly off the field you know just you got to be that um you know that football player that you know everyone looks up to because as as cliche as it is you know it's true you know so going back to where you know my roots and where I came from the middle school I went to and the elementary school and all those kids you know you got to really pour into the little kids to play football and making sure you know that that football is a great thing you know and if we can do that and that will pave the way for Durango football you know and helping that and obviously when you get on the field <laughs> all that goes you don't think about that stuff you know right now when you get on the field and you're playing a league game for the league championship like you're as me I just think like my number one job is you know Beat the crap out of the dude in front of me, you know. Make him physically in pain, mentally in pain, you know. Like you play your game in football, you're the mean, big, nasty on the field, you know. But off the field, you know, you gotta help, um, just you know, be that that leader and that mentor to you know, definitely the younger kids. So yeah.
2: Hey, I think that's that's awesome that you do that and you go to those games and you know, kind of almost give those kids a goal, you know, because I mean, you grew up with kind of a goal in your own household obviously with with your father being you know a good football player and one who played at a high level and you're showing these younger kids out in Durango which you know I, I mean I've never I well I've been to Durango like twice in my life and I've lived in Colorado my whole life you know so like Durango is far I, it's not super on the map until you guys win that state ship and then you know win back-to-back league titles and show these little kids like hey there's a uh, you know, there, you can find success here, y- even out here in Durango. You can go to a yeah. Power 5 school. You just got to you gotta work for it and you got to believe in it. So I support Absolutely. fully everything that, you know, you've said. And before we get to, you know, the shout out part, I want to ask Simon what he's kind of thought, because I know he probably winced a little bit when you brought up Allen, Texas, because uh, that was one of <laughs> Simon's rivals back when he played back in the day. So Simon, do you have anything <laughs> that uh, you want to add on here, you know, to what Josh has said or you want to ask him any questions before we jump here to the uh to the shout out section?
1: Yeah, not gonna lie, triggered me just a little bit (laughs) when you
2: mentioned uh, Allen, man. Back in the
1: day, uh, I'm from, so I said I'm from Dallas, but I'm from Plano, which is like literally right south of Allen. And so back in my day, you know, Kyler Murray, he was up north in Allen. Jamal Adams, he was out or uh, out west, like literally just a drive away over at Louisville. And so I, (laughs) I'm used, I'm used to playing with some dogs, but I mean, you made a good point, you know, um, you know, about reaching out to those kids. And whatnot, and having those role models, obviously for me, I mean, I viewed Kyler and Jamal and all them as like, you know, more rivals than anything. But it was the guys in my program that uh, really helped me out and, you know, motivated me and kind of gave me that vision. One of those guys was Rex Burkhead. Played running back in Nebraska, played for the Patriots. I think he's on the Texans right now. Um, right. Pretty sure he is. And so he was one of my mentors coming up. And I always remember like, you know, some of the things he told me and whatnot and some of the things he told all of my guys. And, you know, it sticks. It does. And obviously, if you are that mentor, maybe it doesn't like quite register at that moment. But maybe, you know, a couple years down the line, let it marinate a little bit. You know, you never know. You know and so that's always a big deal you honestly just never know and so uh honestly love that once again love the program uh that you're a part of down in durango i think you're a big part of it you know just obviously being one of the best players but you know kind of being the face and you know representing that program as well uh as some of these other guys that we've talked about and uh talk to you know like jordan wolverton like y'all y'all got a good one down there for real and you know we're we're personally fans of uh y'all's coach Casabeir over at Durango as well. He's a good one. So, you know, just a lot of praise, man, honestly. Like, thank you so much for coming on to this podcast, man. We really appreciate it. yeah
0: No problem, man. Anytime. It's been a blast.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh Cody, you want to kind of close up here with this last little question and uh go from there?
2: Yeah, sounds good. I mean, uh here at the end. We just want to – you've obviously shouted out plenty of people on the show, but we want to just give you the floor. We think it's so important to young athletes, especially uh, in high school, to know it's okay to be grateful for, you know, your supporting cast. And, you know, it kind of takes a village is the saying that I like to use to, you know, produce a person and produce, you know, success stories. So we just want to give you the time to shout out any friends, family – Coaches, fellow players, uh, past, present, and future—you know—who uh, have been integral to your academic or athletic success up into this point in your career. All you. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, last thing, yeah, I'll say for like a shout out. Definitely, like, one of the, always thank for the family. You know, everything that they've done. You know, supported me to my my dreams and my you know desires. But um, definitely. Shout out to the Durango program. Um, people might not see it now, but you know, later on in the future, you know, shout out to Coach Coach Casebeer. He's gonna build this build this program. You know, I think I think eventually Durango is gonna be the dominant, um, the best team. You know, in South South Colorado. You know, we're gonna be unstoppable. So uh, definitely shout out to the program, my family, um, and yeah, man, shout out to OU. You know, Boomer Sooner, and um, shout out to the. 23 class you know let's let's get to work can't can't wait to play with all of them at the next level for sure so shout out to Playmakers Corner man freaking you guys been putting Colorado on the map you know Colorado football on the map so it's pretty cool watching um you guys really take the time and the effort to um give Colorado football recognition and really means a lot you know not only to me but it means a lot to my family too you know and it's pretty cool to see that people care about Colorado football and where, where bright places we're going to be going. So, yeah.
2: Hey man, uh, we appreciate that. You know, uh, it's, uh, it's a long season for everybody, uh, especially as media, you know, uh, we can't please everyone cause that's how football goes, but we appreciate just, you know, the recognition for sure. That goes a long way for us and, uh, helps us make it through, uh, the end of the season here. And, uh, Man, you're getting me so excited for for this 23 class, and oh man, we're gonna be good for the next decade. It's awesome. So,
0: yes, sir. Uh,
2: that gets me super hype, and uh, just just want to say thank you. And um, you know, if you want to plug your social medias for uh, any fans to follow, you go ahead and do it uh, before we wrap up here.
0: Oh yeah, um, Twitter's uh, Capital Joshua Capital Bates. Um 64, you'll probably find me on Twitter. Um big Twitter platform. Lots of fun. Uh Instagrams, the Joshua Bates, the dot Joshua dot Bates. Um pretty easy to find on Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, man. Give me a follow. i love the whole program of everything you guys do and definitely gonna support it from now on. So yeah.
2: Hey, we appreciate that. And uh that was our interview with you know three star center out of Durango High School, as he said commit to OU boomer sooner, baby. You have to shut that out one more time, but you know, huge shout out to Josh for joining us on the show here, joining obviously my co-host coach V and I, and you know, at this point in the season, stay tuned for more interviews, more top five lists, film breakdowns. If you are a player who just missed out on our top five, please send in a request via our DMS. We prefer your name. Your position, what high school you're at, and if possible, please also send in your film. You can send those DMs to us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We are on there as at Playmakers Corner, at Playmaker Corner, or just Playmaker's Corner. For more content, you can also go to our TikTok where we regularly post videos and highlight reels and clips of our episodes that are kind of previews and kind of get you excited for the episodes that are going to be coming out. That's a part of the whole shebang as well. And make sure to stay tuned to our social medias. I don't know if we'll still be doing it at this point. But for our end of the year voting, you, the fans, get to help us decide who our playmaker of the year is, offensive playmaker of the year is, defensive playmaker of the year is, as well as even newcomer of the year. That is our best freshman as we go one through five A for our kind of end of the season award show. Simon, am I forgetting anything on this outro? It's a long outro. (laughs)
1: that sounds good to me um it'll be on twitter too by the way yes
2: the polls will be on twitter yes use your power just just like josh was saying earlier in the interview go on twitter uh, follow josh vote on playmakers corner and give us a follow as well but i've been your host for this episode cody Stoffer,
1: and i'm the other one coach v and thank you for rocking with us